Hello, everyone. This is Jacqueline Jacks from AVA Live Radio, and you're listening to Behind the Music. On the show today, I'm going to be speaking with Tom Schmidt from Cabela and Schmidt on his new song, Dancing Shoes, and all that goes along with making music in their side of the world. Hey there, Tom. How are you? Hi, doing great today. How are you doing? Awesome. Thank you. Very, very good. It's a good day. It's a beautiful summer we've had up here. How's it been with you? Are you in Colorado? Yes, in Fountain, Colorado. Been pretty warm in the afternoons. It has, right? Colorado is one of my favorite places in the U.S. to visit. I absolutely love it there. I like it here, too. Yeah, it's really pretty, you know, especially in the springtime. You seem to release an awful lot of music. Tell me about the process of making music. I mean, like, when did you get started? Well, my brother and I, when we were, oh, probably in high school or so, we started playing around with guitars. He learned first. Then I learned a little bit. And then uh, my classmate, Rich, our third member, uh, we were classmates in high school. And we started listening to the Beatles and Kiss together. And uh, mainly Kiss. I think we had all their lyrics memorized. Did you? But I think the Beatles were probably the biggest influence on us back then. And my brother yeah. loved them. Oh, yeah. They're, they're a favorite of mine, of course. You know, It's amazing how they've spanned so many years. What do you think the, Beagle, the Beatles were saying when they, when they first saw Elvis hit the stage and how crazy people were about him? Oh, right. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> right i mean like yeah. they were so enormous and i wonder if they ever thought that they would have a career that spans so many decades and so many lives you know i wonder if they ever thought at that point or if they looked and said oh well it's over <laughs> there's somebody new the timelessness of, of it yeah amazing yeah it's incredible yeah. right yeah. the right. um the music business has certainly changed you know, did you ever feel the temptation to change too much with it? Or was it always easy just to stay in your own groove and just make the songs that just spoke to you at the moment in time, regardless of what was trending? Yeah, we didn't really play a lot of other people's music back then, even though we had what you would call a garage band. We pretty much uh, did some of that for fun, but it was mainly getting our, you know, hearing for ideas listening for ideas and making our own songs out of them all the way back to high school. Interesting. Yeah. God, it goes back a long time, huh? Do you have, yeah. have you recorded any of the songs that you made in high school? Yes. Yeah, some of those are, are on there now. Um, one of those it's called, uh, Hey, can you see? Hey, can you see? I think it was on our last, uh, the golden links album. That yeah. was one of the ones we did back at almost, well, it was probably shortly after high school, probably around 1980. That's how old that song is. And we made it new again just by redoing it. And that's something. What, what instruments do you play? I mainly play the bass. That's, have you uh, ever, have yeah, you ever but, been focused on any other instruments as well, like electric guitar, acoustic guitar? You probably play those already. I play those just basic things. I'm nowhere near the guitar player that my brother or Rich are. Those guys are the guitar players. They are. And, uh, yeah, they pretty much leave, leave me to do a lot of the bass parts. What part of yeah. songwriting do you like the best? 
I like hearing that I, that first idea. And, and now with the systems we're using, we all have uh, in-home studios now with the I know, right? You know, the professional tools and everything. So we have thousands of sounds, uh, and a new sound can inspire a song. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's amazing. You hear a song, you hear a sound, you get a beat going, and all yeah. of a sudden you start hearing things and you have a song. I was speaking with a, a company in the UK today about a possible collaboration with um, some new tools that they've they've put out. And they're like the new wave of keyboards, right? They don't actually have keys. They have like slides. And uh, they were saying we have all these really cool new samples and things that go with these that we can send you, you know, just to put in the, in the uh, recording studio, whether you're on Pro Tools or Ableton or whatever. And you can just like listen to them and, and play with them already. And it, it just reminds me of like the time when it was just a piano and you or a guitar and you, it was like so yep. stripped down. Right. And I remember right. when we used to try and think about like how we were going to get a sound to be recorded. Like, did you literally set up a tape deck with a record? Like remember that we, they, there were like the double tape decks <laughs> oh, yeah. used to try and play it all perfect all the way through just to get it recorded. <laughs> well, I remember once I, I didn't have a microphone, so I, I took a set of headphones and wrapped them around my the guitar body, the wooden guitar body, like that was my head. Oh my gosh. And I, so I plugged that in and that was my electric guitar. The, the headphones work backwards as, as a microphone. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's, that's those are the days we come to. You know, making things work. Yeah, it is. And we still kind of do. You know, like it, you still can't have everything all the time. And, and there's always a level of creativity that comes from struggle, right? Because got to work it out and make it, just make it sound better all the time, you know? Right. And sometimes you'll get an accidental funny sound and you'll actually work that into the song somehow. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. I have um, a lot of artists that I've spoken to who have like their favorite shakers, you know, that they keep on hand. And it's usually like rice in a box or it's quinoa and like everything sounds a little oh. bit different, like pennies in a can, you know, right. <laughs> and it's real specific. Like they have their favorites, which is amazing to me. <laughs> Tapioca. Well, that's another one. It wasn't the, one of the Beach Boys first recordings. Weren't the, wasn't the drum just a cardboard box or something that they, he was hitting on? I heard that. I did hear that. Yeah. I'm always like, I like that part, actually, of making music. I, I think it's really cool, you know, that they start so, like, stripped down. And, and when you're listening to sounds and you hear somebody talk about how they used, uh, you know, like, maybe they just went into the bathroom and they used, like, their nails against something, you know what I mean, to make a sound and make it echo. And then they recorded that and then they filtered it. Then you all of a sudden, it goes to another level. You start listening to the song so intently and trying to figure out what those songs, what the sounds are and where they are, you know? Yeah. I love stuff you know, like Marty that, though. Marty Robbins blew an amp speaker once, and he had like a distorted sound. It became like what we call the fuzz kind of sound today. But really? that he actually left that on the recording. I forget what song that was, but it was like the first time the fuzz sound was recorded. Yeah. Was Robbins, I forget which song. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. I like that. It's a good story. The uh, what, what things have happened to you in this process, this 40-year process 
of making music that have stood out as memories, as really good memories of your time making music so far? Oh, I'd have to say um, when we would actually have a crowd in there, but a crowd in that garage is only maybe 10 people. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Yeah. People would just have a great time. Those are some of our best memories is some of those garage parties back then. And then over the years, ideas back and forth and helping each other make the songs, having them come together. Yeah. Oh, that's a good time. And then, of course, now it's, do do you find that you spend a lot of time alone with music or are you guys still getting together really often? We do pretty much everything uh, with file sharing now. Yeah. That's how everybody's doing it. It's kind of become a lonely songwriting world, actually. You know, the days of getting into Studio B with the Eagles and, you know, and the Bee Gees and all kinds of people all together just aren't happening as much anymore. Right. uh, My brother and uh, Rich are both married and settled there in Nebraska and just can't move around as much anymore. And then I'm down here in Colorado, but luckily we do have these modern tools where we can still collaborate uh, from a distance. Yeah, for sure. It's going to work that way. What are you most looking forward to after summer in this next season for music? Is there a song that you're working on or a project? There's a few more songs uh, coming that we're working on for the thankful or for the, uh, I'm sorry. That's the next song for the dancing shoes album. And thankful is one that's finished, but there's a few others we're still working on. I just uh, look excited to get that all together. I think there's going to be 15 songs on the album. And what direction? What direction does Dancing Shoes and the album take with the 15 songs? What, what? How would you describe it? Oh man, that's a tough question. Is it? <laughs> some uh, lyrics that we came up with for. It's a song that's mostly instrumental. It's not out there yet, but I actually threw in some uh, lyrics there that talk about dancing. So I suppose the album theme affected me on that. And then uh, some of these other songs, we're we're kind of looking at dancing as a, uh, call it a metaphor for life. And the shoes are like your attitude. We've talked about that, and any shoes can be your dancing shoes, of course. But like the equivalence of life and dancing and the energy, things like that. We're tying that all together with some of those ideas. Well, I'm certainly always dancing. (laughs) If my life were compared to a pair of dancing shoes, I don't even know what what beat I would be going to. (laughs) It would be a fast one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you're not you're watching nonstop music, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. am. It's it's great though, you know. Always always loved music and, and the music business actually, because I like the side that that sees artists growing and developing, you know. I mean, it's it's not all about like the money being exchanged. It's mostly for me, anyway, it's it's mostly about the the powerful moment in time when an artist discovers themselves and discovers that you know they found a direction and they're like feverishly working towards that, and being part of that is is just it's really fulfilling 
And it's a really happy moment, you know, and I get to share that with so many people all over the world. And for that, I feel really lucky. So I, uh, I've really enjoyed immersing myself so much in music, not just as my own artist, but mostly in the, in this position, you know, being able to talk to you guys and, and like hang out with you as you release your music and listen to it and celebrate it with you. You know, it's been really great. That's cool. Yeah. It's good energy for sure. You know, and, and it's nice. It, it's, it's a wonderful thing to be able to use your skills to make a difference in somebody's life. And I think that's ultimately more important than any job, you know? Yes. More important than any of the money that you can get from doing it. When mm-hmm. you see someone saying that that somehow changed their life or made them happy that day or yeah. made, it, made them dance that day. It's, yeah. And I firmly believe music, it just makes the world better. So I want to do everything I can to keep that going, you know, keep good creators creating and, and just encourage people. I think as an artist myself, there's nothing like feeling nurtured. You know, you get up in the morning and if somebody's encouraging you to, to make more music, that's powerful, right? It can control your whole life and, and really make you be better and grow more. Yes. It's so important. Well, I thank you so much, Tom, for coming on the show. Thanks for sharing this time with me. We're going to play the song Dancing Shoes so everybody can hear it right now. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to leave a comment and let us know what you thought about the conversation, especially if you have something to say about songwriting, because that is just an awesome process that everybody should learn how to do. Got this.
Celebrating boogie through the night 